Hello, everyone. I'd like to welcome you all to the latest installment of Hydrocarbon Processing's podcast series, The Main Column. Today, we're looking at an industry focus on how COVID-19 has stoked competition for Europe's LNG market. This podcast was written by Eugene Gurdon, who is a contributor for Hydrocarbon Processing and Gas Processing and LNG Publications. This is featured in the November-December issue of Gas Processing and LNG. Also, we will be launching a brand new publication in January of 2021 called H2 Tech. This new publication is actually going to focus on the hydrogen industry globally. So definitely check that out at h2-tech.com. Lastly, you can subscribe to the main column podcast by clicking on the subscribe button located on the podcast website, or you can say in your smartphone, hey Google, Alexa, or Siri, subscribe me to the main column podcast. The level of competition in the global LNG market is rising as major producers look to increase their shares in a market severely weakened by the COVID-19 pandemic. One such producer is Russia which aims to become a leading player in the global LNG market by increasing domestic LNG production and exports. However, Qatar, the United States, and Australia will give Russia a run for its money as LNG exporters claw back from depressed demand levels through the first half of the year. Russia has achieved progress in this direction during 2020 as reflected by a nearly 12% increase in its LNG exports in the first half of the year, compared to January through June of 2019. This marked a success for Russia during a period of significant weakness in global LNG demand due to the spread of the COVID-19 pandemic. Last year, the country exported a record 29.3 metric million tons per year of LNG. Russia LNG exporters benefit from low logistic costs and flexible pricing policies, which makes its supply attractive to Asian importers. In June alone, Russia sent 550 million cubic meters of LNG to China, which is significantly higher than the U.S. export volume to China over the same period. However, Russia has a slightly tougher time in the EU market. Its major rivals in the global LNG export market, Qatar, the United States, and Australia, provide Russia with challenging competition. So let's talk about Qatar. Qatar has found success through occasional dumping of LNG at the lowest possible price. According to Qatari media reports, the country's LNG export volume expanded by 1 million tons to 41 million tons in the first half of 2020. Qatar's plan to increasingly expand its influence in the global and EU markets has included an increase in the utilization of Qatar LNG's terminals of 7% over the same period. The majority of Qatar's LNG producers export on long-term contracts, where the price of gas is tied to the price of oil. This year, such agreements became unfavorable for consumers as excess supply and falling demand caused gas prices to fall to record low levels. However, Qatar also boasts the world's lowest cost of LNG production, roughly $150 per 1,000 cubic meters of LNG produced, giving it cost benefits over its global rivals. Qatar is also using its LNG supply as a political boon. To provide further incentive to buy its LNG, Qatar is offering its supply as a secure alternative to Russia's state-owned gas monopoly, Gazprom. In recent months, Qatar has become the largest supplier of LNG to the recently built Swinijes LNG terminal in Poland. Qatar is also looking to accelerate its LNG expansion in Eastern Europe by commencing deliveries to Croatia and Hungary via the existing LNG terminal on the Croatian island of Kirk. Initial volumes will reach 468 million cubic meters per year and increase to 1 billion cubic meters per year over the next several years. Several other LNG receiving terminals in Europe handle primarily Qatari LNG, 
such as the Adriatic LNG terminal, with a capacity of 8 billion cubic meters per year. Furthermore, in 2019, state-run Cutter Petroleum fully booked a terminal in Zeebrug, Belgium, through 2044, with a capacity of 9 billion cubic meters. In June, Cutter Petroleum allocated $19 billion to build a fleet of 100 tankers in South Korea. The vessels are designed to transport additional volumes of LNG, which the company will produce on the basis of North-South PARs, one of the world's largest gas fields in terms of reserves. Cutter operates a fleet of 67 LNG gas carriers at present. So let's move to the U.S. Although global gas prices have rebounded slightly from very low levels seen during the COVID-19 pandemic, the recent increases may not be enough to help the U.S. significantly increase its LNG exports to the EU market. The high production costs of United States LNG puts it in a tough spot with competitors Russia, Qatar, and Australia. The August 2020 surge in gas prices at Henry Hub will increase the production cost of the United States LNG to Europe to $225 to $230 per thousand cubic meters versus an average cost of $190 per thousand cubic meters over the first seven months of 2020. This could worsen the U.S.'s competitive position in the EU LNG market, which is seeking LNG at a production cost of about $120 to $140 per thousand cubic meters through the end of 2020, according to analysis by Vigon Consulting. So let's look at the Asia-Pacific. The decline in global gas prices, along with growing gas scarcities in some areas of Australia, has forced investors in Australia and elsewhere to reconsider further expansions. At present, at least two dozen LNG projects around the world have either been postponed or are experiencing serious financial setbacks. In recent years, several expensive large-scale LNG export facilities have been built in Australia, among the largest of which are Gorgon LNG, Australia Pacific LNG, Wheatstone LNG, and Ictus LNG. However, most of these mega-terminals can maintain profitability at a gas price of $250 to $280 per thousand cubic meters. The current market situation is leading to serious losses for not only producers, but also their major customers. For example, Japanese company Jera is losing tens of billions of yen due to its involvement in long-term LNG contracts under oil-linked prices in take-or-pay conditions. Japan's gas demand has fallen by 19% in 2020, and local buyers are experiencing a surplus of supply amid insufficient storage. This scenario has led to several Japan-bound LNG cargos being resold on the spot market at lower prices. Jero CEO Hitoshi Nishozawa noted that strict sale and purchase agreements are no longer suitable for a rapidly changing LNG market. Many analysts are looking to China as a driver of recovering demand for LNG. Five of the world's six largest new regasification terminals are being constructed on Chinese soil. In addition, China's government has confirmed its plan to reduce the share of coal in the country's overall energy structure from 55% by replacing coal volumes with LNG. Once again, we want to thank you for listening to another installment of Hydrocarbon Processing's podcast series, The Main Column.